0: Welcome to another edition of On The Line, a monthly podcast that aims to shine a light on British Columbia's rich labour heritage. I'm your host, Rod Mickleborough. In this episode, we look back 100 years to Valentine's Day 1921. On that traditional day of romance, a group of courageous public school teachers in New Westminster did the unthinkable. They went on strike. Their walkout had a lasting positive impact on teachers across the province for years to come. There would not be another strike by a teachers local in B.C. for 53 years. This is their story. What led these 88 teachers, most of them young women, to take their bold action? It was a situation that plagued teachers for decades. A stubborn local school board. What they wanted was straightforward. The right to arbitration to settle their salary demands a right that was guaranteed by provincial legislation and recognition of their union, the New Westminster Teachers Association. But the school board refused to even consider either of these demands. Its hard-nosed chair, T.J. Trapp, could be speaking for many penny-pinching local governments today when he declared, "'The board has gone to its limit in this case.'" and do not feel justified in saddling the citizens with heavier tax obligations. William T. Plaxton, Secretary of the Teachers' Association, responded to the board in kind.
1: Dear Sir, at a meeting of this association this afternoon, the teachers, after full and calm deliberation, upon receipt of the board's letter, refusing further negotiations, unanimously decided that unless the board meets the executive of the association, with regards to the salaries for this year, the teachers will not be in school on Monday.
0: When the board refused once again to meet with the teachers, they made good on their threat to strike. It was not an easy decision. More than 3,000 students were enrolled in New Westminster's seven primary and two secondary schools and the teachers could not be sure how the community would react. But there was too much at stake to back down. The strike was on. As the day went on, perhaps they were rallied by song, as teachers have been in much later strikes. And the
2: principal rubbed his hands in glee At last they made the government see That the teachers have to listen to me Cause I've got all the power, power And team and said the teachers have really lost their credit and we've got back our power 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 those teachers have really lost their credit, and we've got back our power the teacher quietly closed her door she said i won't do anything more
0: that morning at the duke of connaught high school principal r.a little called at several hundred students together and told them there would be no classes until the school board met the teacher's demands. The students erupted in cheers. Equally sympathetic principals at other schools also sent their students home. The strike prompted a banner headline on the front page of the Vancouver Sun, teachers strike in Royal City. Margaret Brunette was seven years old when the strike began. Her father was one of the striking teachers. 96 and a half years later, at the age of 104, speaking at the unveiling of a BC Labor Heritage plaque to commemorate the strike, she recalled what it had been like for her family.
3: Well, the things that one remembers and the things that you don't remember are very astonishing. But vivid in my memory is the strike of the teachers in New Westminster. When we went to New Westminster, it was just immediately before the strike. Now we had been welcomed in the ordinary way and the neighborhood would be welcomed in the new family. But when they heard that Dad was a striker and a part of the organization of this strike and proud of it, uh, we were just rejected. It wasn't something that any civilized woman or man
0: would participate in Luckily, that hostile response was not typical. It likely reflected the more upscale neighborhood where her family resided. By and large, community support for the teachers was strong, from the municipal council, to parents, to the students themselves, many of whom took part in a march to let the school board know they were behind the teachers 100 percent. Ken Novakowski has researched the new Westminster teacher strike. In a recent interview with Patricia Weir of the BC Labour Heritage Centre, the former president of the BC Teachers Federation paid tribute to the teachers pioneering action.
4: Well it, it had been uh, the only, only the second strike that uh, teachers had undertaken in British Columbia. The BC Teachers Federation came together in, in uh, 1917 and in 1919, Victoria teachers had struck. Up until that time, there was no uh, teacher involvement in the setting of salaries or anything in, in terms of, of the way they uh, carried on in the school. Uh, and in 1919, Victoria teachers, through a strike, managed to achieve uh, government legislation that allowed for voluntary arbitration. In other words, both parties had to agree before you could go to arbitration. So two years later, uh, the Victoria, uh, the new Westminster teachers were uh, uh, trying to get some improvements in their salaries because they had fallen behind a lot of other districts. And uh, so they went to the school board and they wanted to go to arbitration. They were prepared to go to arbitration. It was now an option, but the school board refused. And uh, so they they tried a variety of uh, avenues of, of trying to persuade the board to go on. Uh, to arbitration, but none of that worked. So they decided they would go on and strike. And you have to keep in mind; I mean, there were eighty-eight teachers involved. The overwhelming number of them were young women. Uh, they, you know, they, it was really uh, that kind of workforce, and uh, they uh, didn't have any experience in striking or taking that kind of action or whatever. Uh, yet they went out because they felt there was no option. The board was being totally unreasonable in terms of dealing with. And uh, so they, they, they went out on strike. The
2: good news in this little song is that it won't be very long Till <laughs> teachers <laughs> rise <laughs> to right the wrong and we take back the power, power, power Till <laughs> the teachers rise to right the wrong and we take back the power
0: On day two, the school board upped the ante. They warned they would send individual letters to all striking teachers, ordering them to return to work by Thursday or face dismissal. Their union told them to ignore the letters. The Vancouver Sun told its readers that it was now open warfare in New Westminster. The entire city is agog over the crisis, the newspaper wrote. Teachers in Vancouver and elsewhere rallied to the cause. They sent telegrams of support and offered financial assistance. When the school board tried to recruit strikebreakers, the Alberta Teachers Association telegrammed the board that on no account would any teachers from Alberta be accepting a position in New Westminster. Pressure on the school board began to mount until they agreed to meet with individual representatives of the teachers. But Association President J.S. Ford was firm. There would be no meetings until the board recognized their union. A large public meeting on Friday sealed the deal. The board capitulated. At a negotiating session the following afternoon, the board formally recognized the New Westminster Teachers Association agreed to decide their salaries through collective bargaining and, failing agreement, to submit the matter to arbitration. The teachers returned to their classrooms on Monday morning, having scored a complete victory. They also won the arbitration that followed, bringing their salaries up to the levels in surrounding districts. But that wasn't all. Ken Nowakowski said the strike had a far-reaching impact Beyond the immediate settlement.
4: So it was groundbreaking in the sense that it was the first test of this voluntary arbitration legislation. And then also, it was the first uh, first time that uh, uh, a local association had been recognized by the board as the bargaining unit for teachers in that district. So uh, those were significant. And one of the other side effects of it was this is just uh, uh, an interesting side effect is that. As a result of the New Westminster strike, the the BCTF itself recognized that it had structural problems in terms of being able to provide the local with the amount of support that they wanted to. They simply couldn't do it. They didn't have the wherewithal and they needed to restructure and they did as a result of that strike. So that was significant as well. Uh, And a fourth thing I would say is uh, the strike itself, Teacher strikes were not very common in, in Canada. In fact, the, the Victoria Strike two years earlier was the first teacher strike in Canada. And uh, so uh, letters of support poured in from across Canada, and money came from other locals in the province. And so the New Westminster teachers had this money, but they didn't need it after they got their award. And so they gave it to the BCPF. And it became the nucleus for what we called the Reserve Fund. When I was active in the BCTF in the 80s, the Reserve Fund was a very important fund for us to be able to take political action or take some kind of action that we wanted to take. We had the money to do it through the Reserve Fund. And that was the genesis of it. So I would say those are four important reasons why in the history of the BCTF, those were important events. And in terms of labor history overall, I think it was important because teachers were, uh, taking strike action, uh, even though there was no legislation that permitted them to do it, they were striking. And uh, secondly, um, it, it was a union that was uh, made up largely of women, and that was not not very usual either at that point in time. So those were those were positive features. We did not have another teacher strike in in you know, a local uh, in BC until 1974. So so they were. The Victorian and, and, and US strikes were sort of early and, and important because they sort of set some paces and yeah. some crowd rules. And uh, uh, that's why we recognize them as important and sort of starting, starting us on the ball rolling, which took a long time. Yeah. for bargaining rights, not until 1988 before we really had full bargaining rights and the right to strike. Right.
0: Margaret Brunette, that seven year old who remembered the strike went on to work for the Vancouver Public Library. But she didn't forget how her father and other teachers had to fight just to win a decent salary. And not only teachers, other workers too.
3: There was no conception of the significance of the salary and of the person receiving it in those early days. But we held to our right. And so... uh, we were known to be fighters and you have to be fighters, even today you have to be fighters. But we had to go through these peculiar times when we weren't conceived of as uh, human beings with a right to say who should know what we are paid, you know, but it's inconceivable to me. The fight that they put up in our not in our names formally, but in fact they were fighting for workers. And it was tough. It was really tough. Uh, people were so arrogant, no single person was the implication would be involved in a strike, let alone an union. And all these ugly and ignorant positions had to be dealt with. And we had to be, we had to learn. We were the product of a society that hadn't honored its union people. And we ourselves had to learn to be proud of our work in this. And we discovered that it made the whole thing so much more important.
0: It's worth noting that only two teachers showed up for work on that momentous Valentine's Day in 1921. Marjorie Mays, later Marjorie Watt, was one of those who bravely joined her colleagues on the picket line. At the BCTF's 75th anniversary annual general meeting, Jim McFarlane introduced her to the delegates.
1: On Valentine's Day 1914, or 1921, that five-day strike began. One of those teachers on the membership of the roster of the Federation Local in New Westminster in 1921 was a 20-year-old woman hired as a primary teacher in January 1921. That teacher was Marjorie Mays. Marjorie is the daughter of a family who came to New Westminster in 1891. She was born on January the 28th, 1900. She attended F.W. Howie Elementary in New Westminster, graduated from Duke Connaught High School, attended Provincial Normal School, and in 1918-1919, graduating class, her picture can be seen to this day. In September 1919, she began her teaching career at Robbins Range. The following year, she returned to New Westminster after that first year of teaching and substituted from <coughs> September to December nineteen twenty-one. In January twenty-one began teaching at Lord Kelvin Elementary, where except for a three-year break, she taught grade one for 44 and a half years. Oh! And retired in June nineteen sixty-five. Colleagues, it gives me a great deal of pleasure to introduce a woman who participated in one of the formative, one of the seminal events of our early years. And she is the only person living today who was an active participant in that historic five-day 1921 strike, our colleague, Marjorie Watt.
5: Looking very fine
2: and well turned out. I'm
5: very glad to be here today, and I admit that I'm very happy, even with the little bit that that gave me the pleasure with my teachers. I don't think that many of us realize after you've quit, you think, well, what have I done? I've gone there and enjoyed myself and taught and had a good time, and here I am, left an old lady now, and nobody wants me. I love every moment of it. It's very, very nice, and I hope I can be always with the teachers by my side because I've enjoyed all their problems and everything that has come along with it.
0: After she retired in 1965, Marjorie had remained active in the BCTF Retired Teachers Association.
5: I am very, very happy there, and I think people uh, realize that the teachers have done a lot for the community, and we still meet every month, and uh, we still have a good speaker from all around the district there, and so we do get a little bit of of uh, being together and sharing our problems still.
2: We have put our books away, we're on the pickin' line today. BC teachers standing tall, fighting for the rights of all. How long will we walk the line, as long as it takes? sit down with us today, how long will we walk the line, as long as it takes this time, and it's one, two, three, what are we fighting for, the schools are in despair, the liberals just don't care, and it's four, five, six, we are taking a stand, how long will we walk the line, as long as it takes this time. V.C. schools need more cash, dip into the surplus cash. Don't just help your business friends, some attacks on us have got to end. How long will we walk the line, as long as it takes this time? And it's one, two, three, what are we fighting for? The schools
0: are in despair. As you have heard, the legacy of the 1921 strike was felt far and wide. But what of the lasting impact in New Westminster itself? Sarah Weathered is president of the New Westminster Teachers Union. She talked with Patricia Weir on what it meant to be part of such a storied local.
6: So um, I think that uh, as I tell more and more members about this strike, that it's an event that has great pride for them, or it brings out great pride for them, Um, especially when I mention the fact that you know, the majority of these people who were on strike were young women who made that courageous decision to to go on strike for better wages. And um, the fact that our long lasting legacy is was the creation of the BCTF Strike Fund. And uh, for our older members um, that have been on strikes like myself, um, you know we are still benefiting from that strike fund a hundred years
0: later she said the strike was about more than the pay packet teachers received at the end of the month
6: so the teachers ultimately got what they were looking for which was uh you know uh, a salary grid which we still have today you know we do uh that is the basis of all of our like our collective agreement today is it's it's how many years have you worked and what is your education level?
3: Mm-hmm. And and before that, the, it it was a bit arbitrary, wasn't it?
6: Yes, and I wouldn't have been surprised to hear that women were paid probably half of what men were paid. Um, but today, uh, with our salary grid, uh, you know, men and women are paid equally. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got ten years experience and and a master's degree. It doesn't matter if you are a female or a male, um, you will get paid the same. One of the happy jobs that I do as a local president, and this is something that I've started um, um, as local president, and you know I've been local president since, since July, is every time we get a new uh, batch of teachers hired, um, I go to the school board for their day of their orientation and I provide them a little gift and a welcome from the uh, New West Teachers Union, and then I give them a little bit of history about our local. And I always start with the teacher strike and how proud I am um, of the legacy of that strike um, for our local, as well as you know, um, having, as I said previously, having benefited from the BCTF strike fund. Um, of of having um, that strike fund being created because of our because of our actions a hundred years ago. How
2: long will we walk the line As long as it takes this time And it's one, two, three What are we fighting for? The schools are in despair The liberals just don't care And it's four, five, six We are taking a stand How long will we walk the line as long as it takes this time, we deserve full bargaining rights. We, we will never, never give up that fight. United Nations, Nations said you're wrong. We will all be standing strong. strong. How long we will, will, we, walk long long will we walk the line? As long as it takes this time, and it's one, two, three. What are we fighting, are we fighting for? The schools are in despair, the liberals just don't care. And it's four, five, six, we are taking a stand. How long will we walk? This
0: time. In 2017, the BC Labour Heritage Centre unveiled a series of plaques commemorating the BC Teachers' Federation 100th Anniversary. One of them was a plaque honouring the new Westminster teachers who went out on strike all those years ago to defend their bargaining rights as workers. You can see the full collection of plaques at CA slash bctf. Thanks to former BCTF president and retired chair of the BC Labor Heritage Centre, Ken Novakowski for outlining the significance of this event, as well as to local president Sarah Weatherred for explaining what it meant to her members 100 years later. Both interviews were done by Patricia Weir. BCTF member and centre volunteer Wayne Axford Read the letter from Union Secretary William Plaxton. The music you heard is from the BCTF Online Museum's History and Song Collection. They were performed by a group of BCTF activists called More Than Just Pay from a series of teachers' protest or folk songs from major BCTF campaigns starting in the 1970s. You can explore the online museum at bctf.ca slash history slash finally thanks again to the labor radio podcast network for including us among the 70 plus shows broadcasting and podcasting on issues relevant to working people on behalf of the podcast team patricia weir and bailey garden i'm rod mickleborough we'll see you next time on the line